Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boyd Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Fennick. Got a little bit of a Washington preview. Uh, no interview. We're not doing interviews on the second divisional games of the year. So no interview, but we'll have Danny on later for our fantasy draft. At this moment, uh, we're still holding out for Bobby Skinner, Justin Fennick, 2020. Stop the count. Stop, Stop the count. Stop it. I want to I do like a public search records to see the one vote for me. People got really mad at that. And I, I understand why people got mad at it, but also like they weren't hearing my reasoning. It's like, I didn't want to vote for either. I just took the local stuff seriously. We jo- I joked that like, like we have thousands of people who have DM'd us, like showing us that they voted for us. People, Millions. People are like, are you serious? It's like, no, nobody voted for us. The only person I thought might have was uh, Mr. Brownstone. And I actually DM'd him. It was like, did you vote for us? And he's like, no, as much as I like you, you guys more than them. He's like, I, I I couldn't do it. So no, nobody voted for us. We're just having fun. We will be back in 2024. Just our lighthearted way of uh, it's 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 crazy times. People are at each other's necks, and it's like let's let us be a little lighthearted around it. And it was just one vote. All right, how are you doing, Justin? Oh, what a week! I feel like this week has been exhausting for. A lot of people feel like everybody, especially Giants fans, because we because we played Monday night and then we stayed up for the election and we're still waiting. Stop the count. Um, Bobby, we're going to win the next three games. We're going to win the next three games. We're going to be coming off of a bye. And it, with the two game winning streak, we're going to beat Joe Burrow and we will be back in the divisional lead for all the people that got very upset with. Monday's Tuesday's show, because typically I'm a bit more of a negative Nancy, but a lot more people care about what you have to say compared to myself, Bobby Skinner. So less uh, in this this past week, I wasn't the negative Nancy. I actually was kind of like, oh, big picture playing with the Bucks. Wasn't even expecting to play that well. I'm back in. Let's win the NFC East. I'm back in. Yeah, I, I was out of it Monday night. I was just dejected and I was, <laughs> I was tired. Um I don't blame you. That's the thing. You know, we're we're fans. We're a fan podcast. We're not beat reporters that are unbiased. So we're going to give you our biased fan feelings and how we're feeling. And you were feeling kind of crappy about the football team that night, which, you know, and you shouldn't have to apologize. I'll, I'll apologize. Sorry, everyone. But guess what? We're back in. We're winning the next three games. We're going to get right back into the NFC East. Yeah. Sorry. Not we're- sorry. <laughs> It'll happen. I, I, I might have a run the table tweet in me in a couple weeks. If we win these next two games or something stupid like that. Um, first, though, Justin, we have to do some stuff. Um, well, first of all, Michael DeRiggy, Riley Lane, Riley Lane, Anthony 
let's see, what's the name? Vergadamo. Matteo. Nope is his last name. Nope. Nope. Yep. And Chris Harold. Justin, who are these clowns? These wonderful people. This week it is one, two, three, four, five new people. Welcome to the Patreon family. They went to patreon.com backslash talking giants. And for $2 a month, you can get some nice perks, including watching the shows as we record them live. Hopefully my internet is not crap. And hopefully it's not bad right now because I feel like I am glitching out. But you also get access to uh, monthly shirt raffles twice a month. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Talk uh, Patreon.com backslash Talking Giants. It is. It is a lot of fun. All right, Justin. We got some things to clean up before we do like some Washington preview. Um, let's start with some news, news and notes. First of all, we'll talk about Golden Tate in a second. But the Giants signed or claimed uh, Dante Pettis from the 49ers. Second round pick a couple of years ago. Um, supposedly he just kind of came out, um, came in the camp out of shape. They c- tried to use him the first week and they just weren't using the offense. He was used, being used as a returner and then he fumbled one this past week. So San Fran gave up on him. I did watch a little bit of him. Nothing that way you go crazy, but it is kind of like a, this is a why not claim a guy, you know? It's like Austin Mack has had one yard over three weeks. There's some Tate issues. I don't necessarily view him as a Tate replacement, but this was a why not uh, taking a chance on talent. I mean, I don't have a ton of analysis on it, but I, I do like it, you know? Yeah, at this point of the year, I don't know if there's anything that you really can expect from a signing like this. What I hope the Giants do, and we can talk about Golden Tate more, I hope the Giants at least think about benching Golden Tate. Can't happen this week. Can't happen. Because I'm at a point where I'm I'm so done with Tate. I was done with Tate heading into this year, but now I'm so done with Tate that I want him benched, I want Shepard in the slot, and I want Pettis and Slayton on the outside. That's what I want. And Pettis is like a big play guy. In 2018, he averaged almost 16, 17 yards per reception while having a 60% catch rate, which isn't too bad. So Pettis is a big play guy. Why not? Can't be worse than what Golden Tate is bringing us. Can't. Yeah, he's he had four, I think he had 45 catches um, that rookie season. So, I mean, they, they've used him a little bit. And so there's other teams that were trying to claim him. I think the Patriots and one other team was trying to claim him. Yeah, but because we were the worst, that's why we got him. So, yep. yay us. Yeah, woohoo! Every year we get top of the <laughs> waiver wires. That's something to look forward to. Um, it's like fantasy football. It's exactly how it works in fantasy football. Well, I I'm in a league now where you you like you make you uh, you have a hundred dollars and then you get to like you you use it on a which I like that a lot better. I, I'm it's called the Fab. It's the the free agent auction budget. I think that's what Fab stands for because there's two A's. I'm a big fan of that. Cool, you're a Fab Fab Five. All right, let, let's talk about Golden Tate though. We'll lay it out for people who haven't heard. First of all, both catches that Tate had on Monday night. The one touchdown, the other one for, looks at the sideline, looks to camera, throw me the damn ball. And then his wife afterwards is on Instagram stories saying he's always open and they don't throw to him, blah, blah, blah. Then he's liking tweets of, of the Giants wanting to cut him. Here's the way I view it, Justin. Coward. He was trying to force the way his way out in a trade. He was trying to force his way out in a trade. They didn't get trade him. I'm sure they tried to. I, 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 I bet they tried to, but they just didn't like... Nobody, nobody wanted him, you know, um, 
They suspended him for a day of practice or sent him home without an official Good. suspension. If this was like a, hey, like, hey, we're not trading you. We're sending you home. For, like, Tate thought he was on his way out. Then, you know, figure it out the rest of the season. He's not, he's been kind of being phased out a little bit already. So it doesn't turn into something bigger. But if he continues like this, then it is a huge headache, you know, where Tate is, you know, I know you don't love Tate, but he hasn't been like this until this week and he was a little bit open on a few plays this week but also in my mind I was like hey how come you didn't complain about how come you know Mrs. Tate wasn't complaining about that the first seven weeks because he wasn't open and I said it on a video yesterday he's a slot receiver you're not supposed to be a big play guy at slot receiver no you're supposed to be consistent our slot receiver shouldn't be a guy who has to make like where like every golden Tate play besides one screen versus the Jets last year was Jones throwing a perfect ball and Tate making a, an awesome catch. That was like every big like big Tate play. That's not who Golden Tate is supposed to be out of the slot. He's supposed to work the intermediate game and get yak. And that's not who he's been. If it's not for Golden Tate these last two seasons, odds are we are much lower on Daniel Jones than we are right now. We are. Because the <laughs> Golden Tate is forcing Daniel Jones to be impeccable with his ball placement. And lo and behold, that actually is one of the best things that Daniel Jones is known for is that when he is accurate, the ball player, when he really needs to be accurate, I should say, in, in the tight windows, Jones has been pretty darn good with putting that ball in a place where only the receiver can catch it, i.e. the fourth quarter touchdown, um, the Golden Tate against Tampa Bay. So, Bobby, you know, I I don't need to repeat my stance on Tate. Um, I, I, I agree totally and fully with your slot wide receiver take that, you know, typically those guys aren't your big play guys. Now this offense does need more big play guys, but also we need better route runners. We need, we need guys that do get separation. We, this, this offense needs a lot to be more of a fully functioning offense. And even stemming back to last year, Tate was not consistent enough. That's been my problem the entire time. And when you're not consistent enough and you're going to be a sore loser, because that's really what he is. He's a coward and he's a sore loser. And if you're going to be a sore loser like that, and not not even be the, the culture I don't guy, hate that, a sore loser though, I will say, like, right, but you're but you're being a sore loser, and you know you're you're being a distraction that this football team doesn't need. It's not like it's I not agree. like a guy that's actually it's not that a guy that's actually performing well is going out there and saying, oh, I'm not getting the ball enough. Oh, uh, you know the team isn't doing that. The team isn't doing that. No, this this dude, I we have different opinions on him. I have always think that he has not been good. Always for this team. My opinion has always been for the third, fourth option on on a on a team. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, getting paid ten million dollars. That's also the other side of it. And I that he has no control over that. But still, it's 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 optics and it's a part of his story. And it's ultimately also a part of Dave Gettleman's story. And it's just a terrible, terrible look. I would be fine if they cut him. I would be fine. I think yeah. that would be a huge huge Joe Judge stance. I think if it does continue, they'll they'll cut him. I think also Judge understands that, yeah, you weren't traded at the deadline. That must suck. You probably thought that you were going to go to a contender like Green Bay. So, I understand you're you're in a, you're in an emotional state right now cuz he was winning for somewhat of a majority of his career in Seattle and even Detroit, they were somewhat competitive, I guess. He um, was really good in Detroit too. Yeah, he was and he was good in Detroit. So, but if this does continue, cut him. And I think Judge would 
not even think twice. I don't mind a sore loser. Like I always, I like to quote, like, show me a, a good loser and I'll show you a loser. I don't mind a sore loser. What I don't like is when the sore loser starts pointing the finger and blaming everyone else, especially when Golden, like you said, Golden Tate hasn't performed. So it's like, who are you to throw point the finger at everybody else? Like yeah. You are blanketed every week besides this most previous week. And even then, it's not like it's not like he was just getting open all day. Like he had a few plays where he was open and the ball wasn't there. And a couple of them were were good plays to other people. Like on the like the one was the Ingram like should have been touchdown where they ran it mm-hmm. in the next play. And the other one where it's like, oh, he was like wide open was like the ball was complete another completion to Ingram. Um and he was I mean it was horrible body language. And that was my thing. Even like even I know people have been bringing up Odell. Like my issue was never like the kicking net stuff, like the punching hole, like that stuff never really bothered me. Like at it all adds up and then it bothers you. My issue is when Odell started like the ESPN interview was like the quarterback this, um, you know, like you know, basically bashing Shermer three like three, four games into his his tenure. That's when I I don't like that when you start pointing the fingers. I'm okay with a sore loser, but when you start blaming everybody else and throwing other people under the bus, that's when it's that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah, yeah, and, and I thought we already learned. It's curious that we traded Odell just to sign another veteran and spend a lot of money in free agency. I don't want to fully go back to this conversation. There's no need. We'll go back to it after the season when Dave Gettleman either retires or he's fired or he stays. Right, um, but. I thought we learned the cost of going out and signing older veterans to a losing team and how with Ben McAdoo and, you know, at the end of 2017, that does not work. And when these guys continually lose, it's more or less actually the veterans and the guys that you expect to be good for the locker room, that those are the guys that are actually going to be withdrawn from the team. Shocker. The guys that are actually getting paid more to be here. Thought we also would have learned from that. It's also a four-year. It's a four-year deal, but it's structured as a two-year deal. No, I, was, I understand that. I was fine Still, with his, the way he years. played last year. I was fine with his production last year. This year, it dipped. Um, and you know, like I was fine with. Like I get that it wasn't necessarily like the traditional style stuff, but it's like you know what he did make plays. I I like the way he was last year. I wasn't I, like I don't look back at last year. I'm like uh, yeah. and discount that. Not um, worth twenty million dollars over two years. I mean, but that's free agency in the NFL. You know, then but then go after a younger guy. And again, this all comes back on Dave Gettleman. Why trade away Oda Beckham Jr. when you paid him so much money just to sign a worse version of a guy that's supposed to be Sterling Shepard? He's supposed to be in a way. Slot I'm receiver, not disagreeing with you, but you, it's not like yeah. he traded Odell for Golden Tate. But that was the day after he traded Odell. That was the move that he made. So that's terrible on Dave Gettleman. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's the, I, it's the I, day I, after. Yeah, but it's, it they 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 needed there's a whole wide receiver because they traded Odell for pieces. And we I mean, I still look at that as a win. I know there was and two we, weeks where and, Odell well, was Well, no, I, I'm not even I'm not talking about the Odell trade. I'm talking about the the aftermath of the Odell trade. And we talk all the time on this podcast that why, you know, why we're not so sold on taking a wide receiver with our first pick that we have in the draft. It's because you could find wide receiver depth throughout the rest of the draft as well. So you had that option as well, because the draft happens after free agency. It's a, it's it, to me, it's a two year deal. You know, the Tate contract is a two year deal. Twenty million, twenty million for what production? That's what free agency is. I just like who, like what other receiver? But then why sign him? Re- and again, we're going, we're going back we in circles. Would, would, like was 
What other receiver did we not go get because we got? But Cole the whole State? point is, if you trade Odell because you're a rebuilding team with Eli Manning on his on his final year, why are you going out and signing a free agent after you just traded Odell? Because Plus, you, you have, have all that dead cap from GTV. Odell. Because well, you want the, some. Rookie well, that's also the point. Well, that's QB? also the. Well, then, well, then, good, good thing that they drafted Darius Slayton. Why not draft another wide receiver? I agree. We're, we're, I agree. We're going round and round. We're going round and round. You know, we we both have different stances. Golden Tate's bad uh, for for different reasons. I I'm, Slayton has turned into something, but when you look at it, it's like you go into a, a season with Sterling Shepard and Cody Latimer and Corey Coleman as your two and three. So I um I I'd have to revisit the 2019 free agency class and see if there's other receivers I would have went after. But I, I don't I don't. I, I'm fine with the Golden Tate yeah. move. It's went sour because we suck. If we're not, if we don't suck, then we're not like this well, isn't happening because Golden Tate's not acting like this because we're winning. Well, that's that's with anything. If it if if we right. don't suck, then we're fine with anything. So, um, <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any other notes? Um, hopefully, hopefully our friend Pettis is okay. He's not going to join the team this weekend because that's just COVID and the Corolla the Corolla procedures. Um, Will Hernandez is back? Question mark. No, he's not back. There's, I, I'd be, it's, it's, he's not going to be back. Which leads into a good conversation, though. Shane Lemieux. Um, you know, we obviously I did the O line. I spent 12 minutes on him because I thought it was, it was necessary. Lemieux, good in the run game, the pass game, kind of shaky. Will Hernandez, like he is not like, I know. Um, talking points come out of every game, but there was one that was like, hey, did Thomas play better because Lemieux was next to him? No, Thomas is better. Which was very encouraging, um, because they put an effort to protecting the inside. Yep. Um, and I'm I'm not going to go into all the details. If you really care about that nerdy stuff, just go watch the the O line report video. Well, they did some work with his right foot. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, they did some work with his inside foot, um, and that that was why Thomas played well. In fact, they were really bad at picking up stunts because of Lemieux, um, and he got beat a couple other times in the past. The sack in the second quarter was. Um, a missed assignment on Lemieux. Originally, we thought it was the running back, but actually, Jeff Schwartz, who I'm not really a big fan of, actually broke it down pretty well. Because um, they said the sack was on, and I think you even said this on the podcast on Sunday too, yeah. ac- accidentally. Um, the sack was not on Deion Lewis. It was on Lemieux. And partially, I think what we saw from Lemieux was the strengths of his college tape. It's mm-hmm. his nastiness. It's his finish. It's uh, the aggressiveness. It's the it's the movement across the line of scrimmage, pulling. That thing is, the, you know, those things are fun. But some of the weaknesses is the lateral movement in the pass game. Yeah. It's sometimes your feet can be in cement. Uh, sometimes, very similar to Will Hernandez, the mental aspect of the speed of the game is not there in the pass game, but your aggressiveness and, and play strength in the run game that's always going to show up, and that's good. So hopefully yeah. he can grow. Hopefully they can work on his footwork. Uh, get that feet out of cement, young man. Yeah, and 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 for first game, um, I very, very pleased for his first game. Against, I actually had the first thought, of all also against the best run defense in the National Football League. Yep, yep, and uh, you know, team that blitz like crazy. Um, and I actually did have the thought that you know what, like because he kind of has a like an issue like just getting in like on an out like letting guys get on his outside shoulder like who's to say that if they do move on from Zeitler they slide Gates back out the guard and they trust Lemieux at center where it's more of you know where it's less of like just one-on-one pass blocking so like I said those are those are off-season conversations but overall I was pleased with him 
pleased with the way um, Andrew Thomas looked. It was it was very refreshing to see Andrew Thomas look like who we thought Andrew Thomas was. So yep. hopefully he builds upon that. Um, Montez Sweat should be playing this week. He did have a concussion um, the last game they played, but they're coming off a bye week. Um, so yeah, um, Garrett, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen looks kind of decent. Yeah. Let's one second. We'll talk about Washington for a quick minute. Um, Garrett should keep calling the game the way he did on Monday. That is what we've been begging for. Like the, like, you know, we've been like, Hey, the, the double moves are there. They're there. Um, now the issue Jones let the team down, but the way Garrett called that game, is the way he should call that game. And and spare me the, oh, well, the reason they haven't been is because they knew that's who Jones was. Right, no. No, that's not the way. And if that's the way you feel, then you shouldn't have taken the job where Jones was the quarterback. Um, So he should call the game like that every week. Let's see what you know these guys can do. Give them chances to make big plays. Yeah. Um, It's better to lose when you're being aggressive than losing while you're playing conservative play to win the game coach to win the game yeah. that's a theme that we've been talking about all year um bobby i i'm going to talk about this very quickly like this is my this is my cleanup of daniel jones uh, i did a full-fledged deep dive of daniel jones on talkinggiants.com with talking analytics we're eight games in so i feel it's fair to start evaluating daniel jones season we have you know football is not necessarily a sport of big sample sizes that's why data in football is evolving and it's taking longer to evolve in football than other sports like basketball and baseball because you have more of a larger sample size in those sports with playing 82 games and 162 games but halfway through the season we have something and we can take some substantial things away two things i'll just bring up very quickly daniel jones throwing under pressure daniel uh he was a top 10 quarterback throwing under pressure last year he had a quarterback rating of like 73.3 it was even enough for nfl next gen to call him one of the top 10 quarterbacks throwing under pressure and it reminded us of old number 10. It reminded us of Eli Manning, which is awesome. And one of the things that we commend Jones for is the ability to stand in the pocket and try to make throws until the very last minute and keep his eyes downfield. Compared to Eli in the latter part of his career, where his eyes were constantly going down to the offensive lineman because he was shell-shocked. But this year in 2020, his quarterback rating, his passer rating has gone down to like 53. It's dipped 20 points when under pressure. So that's concerning, like a, a, the, a strength of Jones that he had in 2019, and he is progressing in that, and he's being pressured at the same rate. So it's not like it's not like oh, he was being pressured more in 2019 versus 2020. No, he's being pressured at the same rate. So the numbers are deeply concerning that he's regressing in that regard. And also, we talked some privately sometimes, and I briefly mentioned it on the podcast sometimes about Jones throwing towards the sideline and outside the numbers. It's be, it's officially becoming a concern. The the completion percentage and the quarterback rating is very, very low. And even though he has some nice plays when he throws to the sideline, the offense is too dependent on throwing to the middle of the field. And I guarantee you, defensive coordinators are game planning every single week saying, let's dare Daniel Jones to make a throw on the sideline, particularly going to the left part of the sideline. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah, and like I said, I want I want Garrett to continue his game plan. Let's see how those numbers change. You know, can he get back to where he's a top ten? I think that's been the difference, biggest difference between this year and last year. Although the turnovers this year have been like those two turnovers versus Tampa, like missed throws happen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the like the first interception where it's like Slayton's wide open. Like yes, I want him to get there, but 
your progression kind of goes like one, two, th- like he went through his progression on, on that play. Like Slayton was his first read. So that happens. Now you don't like, it's not an excuse, but that does happen. But it was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do there, man? Boneheaded. And then it's, but then part of me is like, well, I praise that when it's like Virginia tech where he's getting tackled and he freaking throws a bullet 20 yards down to the side. Like, so it's about managing those mistakes. I'm all for, like, I, I, I'm fine with my young QB making mistakes. The difference this year, this year is that the highs haven't been there like they were in his rookie yeah. season, you know? Yeah. Dan, Daniel, and also, the thing is, is that Daniel Jones does not have two weeks in a row where he doesn't have a single, where he doesn't have a turnover. Two, there has not been two consecutive weeks where Daniel Jones has not committed a turnover. And that's, that's an, you know, we know he's a young QB. But at this point, it's it's an issue. So that that's that's my cleanup on on Daniel Jones. Rooting for you. You have eight games to prove it. You have eight games. Yep. All right. Little bit of Washington prep before we bring Danny in. Ryan Lewis probably going to be out. Kyle Allen has looked like a actually serious upgrade over Dwayne Haskins for Washington. Yeah. Shocker. Kind of like the only right. like real takes I have. You know, we've we 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 played this team a few weeks ago. You know, there's no, there's really nothing new about them. Kyle Allen is actually second, and now granted. Small sample size. He hasn't played the whole season. Kyle Allen is second in the NFL in CPOE completion percentage over expected. Again, you have an expected completion percentage based off of player tracking data, based off of where NFL Next Gen stats is tracking where the receiver is, where the nearest uh, defender is, wide receiver separation, the depth of target, et cetera, et cetera. So Kyle Allen right now is second in the National Football League with the CP, uh, CPOE of, po- of positive six. He has an expected completion percentage of 62.8. His raw actual completion percentage is 68.8. First in the NFL is Russell Wilson with plus 7.4. Third is Joe Burrow. Fourth is Justin Herbert. So good for the rookies. Um, but he's not been bad. Not been bad. All right. Um, you want to just, let's, let's go to, to the fantasy draft. You know, we know what this Washington yeah. team is. like, And we spent a lot of time cleaning up and covering stuff, so... Let's uh let's take a break and we'll uh we'll let's uh tap Danny in. Sound good? Sound good. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. Welcome back to the show. And now we want to welcome on Daniel Boy King. The kings of the boys and the Daniels. Danny King, how are you? I'm Danny. Uh- <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm not gonna act like the whole world's burning around us, but I'm doing good. That that that's good to hear. So I guess we got a football game to play this week. That that that's always we fun. do. Uh, I guess we should look at the weather because it's in a uh, good old Washington D.C. Are you going? I think are they having fans? No, no, they don't have fans in Washington. They don't, don't have fans. Do. Oh darn! I have I've been considering going to a uh, Cincinnati. I've been considering. It. Ooh. Trying to find a way, but it doesn't seem like that's, that's happening. That's like the worst place to go. It's the only place we can go. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Message David Powis. He's been trying to go to uh, all the different football stadiums in the country, and I don't think he's been there yet, so he we'll would go definitely to Paul go Brown with Stadium. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the weather for this week, 62 degrees. No, Pretty much no wind. Once again, visibility great. There is a possible disturbance, though. It's going to be Golden Tate's wife uh, having a rant on <laughs> – Instagram stories when Golden Tate doesn't get uh, much targets, or he's benched for a majority of the game. That's probably what will happen. Elise Tate, I gotta, I won't refer to her as Golden Tate's wife. She is a person. Elise Tate. 
It's going to be a thunderstorm. It's going to be a thunderstorm. Yeah. Can't, don't want to anger the wife. No. No. And he takes Bobby. No, I was just trying to think of some dumb Washington political <laughs> jokes, and I just couldn't think of any. Uh, I was really my my mind was short circulating. I was Golden like, Tate's gonna get one catch on Sunday, and Elise Tate's gonna yell, "Stop the count! Stop the count!" People are gonna make fun of me for the short circulating, but it's that's from Ricky. It's short circuiting, but he says you, short circulating. You usually don't short circulate like that. You usually got something I ready know, to go on I, top I, of your I head. Was, that's why I was quiet. I was sitting there just like, <laughs> "Come on, give me something! Give me something worth going pulling up." Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, you got a, a a trivia question? I do. I got the dumb question of the week, or maybe it's Danny's useless question of the week because it has no use to us because it's trivia. Danny's but. useless question. We can call it Duck. Duck. Danny's useless. I don't, we'll, we'll have to work on the acronym for that one. Danny's useless. <laughs> I, I'm off my game today, man. It's, <laughs> I haven't had any sleep. I've stayed up till three in the morning every night with all the election stuff. So. I'm uh I'm out of it this week, man. <laughs> I got a fun story for that. I'll tell us when this is all done. But uh, don't get this. Not, not, not now. Get no, 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 no. It's, it's not. No, it's it's like a assignment I had to do, which was quite funny. But uh, all right. So who is the Giants' QB to hold the most passing yards in a single game against the Washington Football Team? You want to say who? I think you want to say. Why a tittle? Bobby, who are you at? Dave Brown. No, Justin is correct. It is Y.A. Tittle. Boom. Back on October 28, 1962, he went 27 for 39 for 505 yards with a completion percentage of 69.23. And I forgot to write down how many touchdowns he threw, but he he is the most in a single game against the Washington football team. I think Y.A. Tittle did have a seven-touchdown game. That might he have did. been. He did. That might have been a seven-game. Am I the co-host of a Giants history podcast or what? Yeah, but everyone knows that when they, you know, when Peyton oh, and boo, Nick boo. Foles, like, oh, boo, you know, boo, boo, boo. that's like the touchdown record is seven touchdowns. Oh, boo, so boo, boo, like, boo. everyone knows that. All right. <laughs> Let's do our fantasy draft. Now I'm picking first. I, I've only, I've, this is the third time I've gotten to pick first this year. And. <laughs> It's always against Washington. Two out of the three times I get the pick first is against Washington, which is like well, I don't see, want to pick first. It's poetic because you really love Daniel Jones, and t- uh, two of his three wins have come against Washington. Three. You won't his, take Golden three State. Of oh, sorry, three. Three of, three of four. Um, all right, so standings-wise, Justin, you won last week with 51 points. You're at 322. Danny, you have finished last place three weeks in a row. You had 24 points last week. You're 41 points behind Justin. And then I am 106 points, but I've been pretty solid the last few weeks. I had 48.4 points last week. Um, and honestly, there may be some fraud with the standings going. Might have to do... I'm convinced. Job. I'm convinced. Look at... I, I, I've been I on had to get one in there. I've been on a grind, and now look at me. I'm just sucking. I'm pulling a Bobby for the first... What he did for the first few weeks of the season. I Stop know. the count. I want to recount. You're pulling a Donnie J on a Tuesday night, and then a little. Then the mail-in ballots are coming in for me. So that's that's that. There you go. That's, that's about happening. as harmless as a political joke, but I bet you it'll bother somebody. Um. All right, let's uh let's do it. I have the first pick. This guy wasn't there last time, but he's been pretty good against Washington. Go Sterling Shepard. I think he's going to get consistently open. I think they're going to shade stuff towards Slayton. And Shepard has been Daniel Jones' most consistent target. His catch rate is great. 
I'm going Sterling Shepard with the first pick. I feel like, you know, it's not like a, oh, I'm so happy to pick this, but I feel like it's kind of an easy pick for me. Oh, no, I would be elated. Uh, I, Sterling I'm, Shepard was I think we should one. cancel the draft. We should cancel it. There's At this point, there's no good players left. You took the Stop one. The count. Stop the count. All right, Stop for, for count. my for my second pick, give me Wayne Gallman. 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 I, think, I think he's going to start. I think you hold De- Devontae out for another week. There's no reason to rush him back when you can play him against the Eagles. Wayne Gallman, when he played against Washington last time, that was one of his best games of his career. And then Pat Shermer slowly faded him out for the rest of the season after that because Pat Shermer is Pat Shermer. But... Give me Wayne Gallman. I believe in him. I want to have the opportunity to succeed with Wayne Gallman when he's because when he succeeds, I succeed. Give me Wayne. Danny, don't lean twenty feet back when you're when you're talking because then it, it doesn't get picked up in the microphone. What you want me to lean any farther back? <laughs> I know. Um, Gallman. Actually, I'm gonna. I have. I'll be saving my Gallman takes for later. Ooh. How about that? Ooh, usually when we save takes on a player when we talk about in fantasy, it means giant factor. So, you never know. Hint, I, may, hint. I may be, it might be like the biggest part of my my prediction. All right, Justin, you got picks three and four. Snake it till you make it. Snake it till I make it. A lot of enticing players on the board here. Now, Darius Slayton did catch a touchdown last time that, the, that they played, but he only had two catches. So, I'm going Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has been hot the last two weeks. Had a touchdown last week, and thankfully for me, that's the first thing I thought of uh, when he didn't get the touchdown on the broadcast and on the telecast and on Monday Night Football. I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's good for me fantasy-wise because then they give it to Wayne Gallman, and that's an extra six points for me, baby. And lost but- That's a 12-point swing right there. Yep. The re- there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Vote. That's fraud right there in the standings. That's a twelve-point swing right there. The one time I don't take him, point swing. The one time I don't take him, Evan Ingram just goes like, "Yeah, I'll have I'll, I'll yeah. have a bounce back game." Screw you, Evan Ingram. That's a twelve-point swing right there. That would have pit Justin at forty-five points and me at fifty-four points, and I wouldn't be down over a hundred points. Yeah, that's fraud right there. All right, pick number two, so, Justin Ingram. Yeah, think he can have a think. Last two weeks have been pretty big weeks for him, and the drop would have made drop the drop that he had against Philly. He would have had a huge fantasy day. So, oh man, like I said, Darius Slayton. Even though technically he's one eh, A, one B with Sterling Shepard in terms of team number one wide receiver, I'm not going to take him though. Give me McLaurin. I I think Terry McLaurin had some decent success. Probably not going to catch a touchdown, but still is going to get the targets because he's really really good. Yeah, it's it's always safe to take, you know, their flat out best player. Like you yep. you get their flat out like he, uh, you know, head and shoulders best player in the second round, so I like that. Um and uh I think you know, the, the yeah, Bradbury's been shutting people down, but McLaurin had like I said, he had a pretty decent game and uh because he's so important to that team, he's going to get targets no matter what, you know. They can't they're not good enough anywhere else to avoid him. So I I I like that pick there. Daniel? Yeah, uh, I, I like the pick as well, but I'm happy you didn't go with Darius Slayton because I will be mm. taking Darius Slayton this time around. Uh, Darius Slayton this year actually had his best game. Well, he's only played Washington, uh, apparently according to this, three times, and he had his best year with 11 points in the first game they played, so I'm going to hope it continues. So give me Darius Slayton. Yeah, Slayton was actually second on my big board. How about that? Mm. Ooh. 
just because like mm. the boomer bust touchdowns and you know this could yeah. be one of those games where Slayton does have like now that Shepard's here where Slayton has one of those you know seven catches 110 yards and a touchdown type game so wait who who picked Slayton last week was it Bobby or was it Justin? Does anyone remember? Me, I think I got him in the third round. Oh yeah, because I'm just I just remember because Daniel Jones had that overthrow of him in the end zone. That probably would have brought you closer to the. No, elite. actually, I didn't have Slayton last week. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Um, all right. So for my uh, last pick in the second round, I'm gonna go Antonio Gibson. He's their number one running back. He's been he's been a playmaker for them. He'll get a couple catches. I mean, it's just it's simple for me. I'm taking their starting running back. Now, here's where it gets ugly, man. It gets really ugly. Um, so I'm going to stick to my board. I thought about going J.D. McKissick and just going both Washington running backs and kind of hedging that and getting all the points from their running backs. And, hey, like, you know what? Maybe Gibson has the yards and McKissick pounds in a touchdown or something. But I'm going to go with Logan Thomas. He is their starting tight end. Um, you know, I have no idea who will be playing number three wide receiver for the Giants with all this Tate drama. Um and I just don't trust Inman or like or Isaiah, like Isaiah Wright. So Logan Thomas is their starting tight end, and I, I'm I'm going to go with him. He did have a touchdown last time that two teams played, so I was really hoping you weren't going to pick him because yes, it gets pretty ugly from here. Man, Sam Sims he had a touchdown the last time. He did. Tate's snap count is probably going to be down. That's my take. I don't think this week I'm going to be honest with you because Pettis is still in the protocol. Austin Mack. He's You're going to take Austin, Austin Mack here? No, no, no it's I'm not Danny's taking, pick. It's, it's, yeah, I'm we're, not we're, taking we're, we somehow We somehow got on Tate again, which is oh. always a fun time. Uh, uh, yeah. Giving Cam Sims got a touchdown wow, last time. That's some boomer bust stuff right there. He got a touchdown. I got, I got to hope he can have another touchdown because... All the good players are taken, so I gotta hope Cam Sims can give me a touchdown. Just keep me in track with Justin. I don't want to fall too far Is there any way Steven, uh, um, Steven Sims plays? Who? S- um, Sims, the slot receiver they have. Uh, I know he's been on IR, but like, is he? Like, I, I think he was practicing him. Maybe, maybe they put him. They activated him. I don't know. I don't see him on the IR. He is still on IR. Oh no, he's a full participant Wednesday's practice. Yeah, that's the thing though. Is like he's like, I don't know if he can. If he's, let me look it up right now. I I don't know. Go ahead. He has a shot. He has a shot playing in Sunday's game against the Giants. Could be a game time decision. All right. Yeah, I I doubt he'll play. All right, Justin, you got uh, back to back picks for your last two. Ugh, yuck, yuck. Um, so I'm gonna take Inman. Inman. Yeah. Number two wide receiver for Washington. Um, and then you know what? You know what? Deion Lewis had a touchdown. Receiving touchdown last week. Hopefully he can be more productive in the pass game. You know, hopefully maybe use him a little bit more than Alfred Morris, but Alfred Morris is still here. Alfred Morris could get a one-yard touchdown and give you free a free six points. Give a little bit of a prayer for Deion Lewis. Yeah, he's going to be, like you said, he's going to be used in the receiving game. Maybe he'll get a, a, some carries and, and pop off. So I, I, I like that pick. He was There was one person above him on my big board, but I, I like it. Daniel? See, now, I, see, I just said it. It gets ugly from here. I'm going to be honest. Al, Alfred Morris isn't Tyson to me. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't even put him on my board. He had... 
21 snaps last week for 28, and he had 28 yards. Deion Lewis is obviously only for the passes situation. I don't trust anyone else, and I know Alfred Morris should get snaps. Obviously, if Freeman comes up, then I've just screwed myself in multiple ways. Uh, but So I'm going to take Alfred Morris. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit this week. I, I, bashed, old team. I, I bashed him on our live stream that we did on Sunday, but I'm going to believe in him again to give me some quality points. He's playing against his old team, so there is a revenge, revenge angle game. there, even though he's played against him a bunch of times. Um, I didn't even have him on my board. How about that? Uh, I actually had Freeman. Freeman, Devontae Freeman's on my board, and I didn't even have Alfred Morris on the board. All right, so McKissick is number one on my big board. I thought about going for him on the last one, but they've been really going to Gibson lately. I'm taking a chance. I'm going Steven Sims Jr. If he's a full participant in practice, I expect him to play. I like what Holmes has done as a nickel corner, but I don't fully trust him. So I'm going Steven Sims uh, Jr. out here. Take a chance on me, Steven Sims. I like Steven Sims too. I think he's a good player. He uh, he had some plays against us in week 16 last year. So to recap, I have Sterling Shepard, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, and Steven Sims. Danny, you have Wayne Gallman, Darius Slayton, Cam Sims, and Alfred Morris. Justin, you have Evan Ingram, Terry McLaurin, Dontrell Inman, and Deion Lewis. The the standings the last three weeks in a row have been Justin, me, Danny. So we'll see if we can change that up. Consistency. I feel like this energy is way down right now. Is it just me? Is it because it's Washington? Like, and we just came off of two heartbreakers in a row. Is the energy just down? That's what it feels like. No. I just all. think the energy is not up. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're one and seven, so I can't blame us. <laughs> um, all right. And Justin's looking at his phone right now. I've known it. What are you doing, Justin? I'm checking my fantasy lineups before Thursday Night Football. Oh, crap. I need That's to a quality that idea, actually. Because there's right. a bunch of injuries. That's <laughs> a quality idea. We're all like, all just right. Right, so, why on your phone? So everybody, everybody go check your fantasy lineups. Um, <laughs> it, it, I'll, I'll, I can get started with Giant Factors. Oh, I have... I, I'm supposed to go first this week, but... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Ayuk is not in. Woo! I say I... Yeah, that's that's why I had to check, because Ayuk was in my John Boy Media League. Um, just in case you're not familiar with what Giant Factor is, and this is just this is what they call in the radio business buying time. Just in case you're not familiar with the Giant Factor segment is, it's it's when we describe players on the New York Football Giants who are going to be factors in the game that we play and big factors. Hence the word giant, and giant is I think an adjective here. It's a, it's a describing word. It's not necessarily a noun. It's an adjective word. It's it's describing it the factor that they are. All right, is everybody is everybody done? Bobby, yep, I got Ayuk out of my lineup. Perfect. Okay, I, I got first pick at Giant Factor this week. I really had a hard time like figuring out who would be my guy, and I've been going defense so much lately. But I'm gonna go on the train. Turn me into a believer. Turn me into a Golmanite. I cannot become a Golmanite after a loss. I just can't do it. I can't do it. But I can become a Golmanite after a win. I want to declare myself as a Wayne Golmanite, but I have to do it after a win. I'm going with the Wayne train, Wayne Gallman. Uh, he had two touchdowns in the Washington game last year. Not as exciting as people made it out to be, but nonetheless he did. And you know what? He's looked good the past couple weeks. And we ran the ball like crazy against Washington last game. Uh, maybe a little too much. But nonetheless, I think he's going to get carries. This team seems to be running the ball a little better. The offensive line's working pretty well. So I think they're going to try and run the ball, establish the run, hashtag. So I'm going with Wayne Gallman. I think he's the best running back. Uh, I think he's better than Devontae Freeman, honestly. 
And I was I, um, and, and that's another thing is I don't think for, they're gonna they're gonna rush Freeman back. So I'm just gonna go Wayne Gallman. I I know he's a running back, but I'm gonna go Wayne Gallman as my giant factor. Danny. So. I've been really tempted to take Golden Tate for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm going to have fun with my Giants factor this week. I'm taking Golden Herman Tate as my Giants factor. Wow. All right, look. Obviously, he's he's pissed. His wife's pissed. Can't have the wife be, wife be pissed off. But Golden Tate is clearly not happy. I think his snap count at least is going down, obviously. But when he's in there... He did get open last week in Tampa Bay. I think Daniel Jones this week is going to try and find a way to give Golden Tate a ball, the ball because I don't think Jones wants to have unhappy receivers. Yes, Golden Tate has sucked for us, except last year. Good, he was a quality. He had some good uh, moments. I think Golden Tate could go out there and have a good game against Washington. So give me Golden Tate. He'll probably have one catch for 11 yards and then get all pissed off again and like another tweet somewhere along the way. But if Golden Tate could provide some production, it's always good. So give me Golden Tate. Golden Tate. He's a bum. Hate, hate, they hate Tate. They hate Tate. I, don't I, wanna... I, I DM'd him saying like, "Hey, if you want to get off the team quicker, just take the Janoris Jenkins route. You'll be gone by a few days." Did you actually DM him that? Yeah. On Instagram. Uh, Twitter. His DMs are open. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. DM him something nice. Like, hey man, we're pulling for you. We're talking Giants. <laughs> Hop on for an interview when you get cut. We should interview his wife. I had that idea. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, routes. All right, Justin, who's your giant factor? Okay, my giant factor this week, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. Go to the defensive side of the ball. Kyle Allen has been averaging his average time in the pocket, according to Pro Football Reference, has been 2.6 seconds. His average time before the release has been somewhere around the range of a the upper echelon of the National Football League. Of course, I lost it on my page. No, I didn't. Nope, yes, I did. Upper echelon National Football League. He is holding onto the ball for an above average rate. The Washington offensive line is not very good. Last time that we played Washington, this guy forced a forced fumble that that resulted in the game-winning touchdown. So, Kyler Fackrell is my giant factor we got to get to the quarterback we need we need someone to make an individual play and give individual effort that is outside of the sum of our secondary guys and that is outside of what Patrick Graham can scheme up for us somebody needs to go out there make a play win a one-on-one battle Kyler Fackrell and the rest of the edge guys as well but mainly Kyler Fackrell because he's expected to go out there and do it I agree. I was very close to picking Fackrell or another edge guy. The issue is I don't know who the other edge guys are going to be, whether it's going to be Harris, Sheard, or if they give more reps to the to the, to the the Rooks and Cam Brown or, or Carter Coughlin. Coughlin had some nice bull rushers and stuff. They look, Those kids look good. He got a sack. Him I, and Cam Brown shared a, a split a sack together. Yeah, that was, that was pretty I, cool. We just had Talk of Giants history right here, I'm pretty sure. Why? We had a back-to-back, uh, back-to-back weeks of the same Giant Factor being picked. I picked Kyler Fackrell last week, and Justin has picked Kyler Fackrell this week. Yeah, when we do three people, it's a little different. We Giant Factor was like one of those things. Like last year, me and Dan like, oh yeah, I forgot to do Giant Factors. We just get so lost in the pregame show. Now it's more like reg- regimented. Um, like I have my, I, I one of my favorite things every week is putting together my Thursday, like show notes like that. You see, all right, with so the like, there's my big board. There's the fantasy draft, and then there's for quick picks. 
And then there's my score prediction. <laughs> you actually right put there. your score prediction. Oh, I write it down every week. I write it down every week. <laughs> Feels good doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like you just saw on the sheet, we got Nexus quick NFL quick picks. On the season, the listeners are 42 and 21. Pansies. Um, you, Danny, or you uh, two and the listeners all went six and two last week. The listeners are in first. Um, Danny, you are in second at 37 and 26. I went five and three, so me and Justin are tied for third at 36 and 27. So we got Thursday night football. Now, in the beginning, before the season is over, this looked like one of the most exciting Thursday night football games. To be honest, this is probably the least I've been looking forward to Thursday night football game. And I think part of that is because it's like election stuff too, so my mind is elsewhere. Um, but nonetheless, we got Packers at 49ers. The listeners went Packers. The 49ers dominated the Packers both games last year. Yep. But Justin, I want to know, who are you going? This week's theme is Upset City for upset a lot of games. City! I love Upset I'm, City. I'm going bold this week. This is probably going to be the week that I officially pull myself out of any kind of contention. I, I'm six games behind the listeners, so I got to I got to make some bold picks. Give me the 49ers. They dominated the Packers both times last year. Aaron Rodgers is not good against good defenses. 49ers defense can even say that it's good because so many guys are hurt on both sides of the ball. I don't know. I don't care. Give me the 49ers. Danny? Justin saying upset city. I, I know one of the picks he's going to do, I feel like, and it's going to bother me for the rest of the week. But, uh... I know. I already know what it's going to be, <laughs> But uh, this game, it was going to be a good Thursday night game, but then the football gods are like, we cannot have good Thursday night games. Justin There's knows no what it is. Justin knows what it is now, the pick. But, uh, yeah, uh, giving the Packers, that, that promo of Aaron Rodgers and Nick Mullins together really made me laugh, acted like that's like going to get people hyped. Like, Aaron Rodgers, Nick Mullins, let's go. But, yeah, give me the Packers. I was close to picking the 49ers because they did dominate um, Green Bay last year. And more so, it was like when I went and watched the Blake Martinez stuff, I was like, let me see what San Francisco did against um, the Packers, against Blake Martinez, because like they just ran all over them. And I got so frustrated with the Packers defensive coordinator. It's like, dude, you guys, this is what Blake Martinez was talking about playing cleanup. It's like, you have this team that runs these tight ends, fullbacks, and you have a safety in the box playing linebacker. And at least Blake Martinez screwed. Um, that being said, San Francisco's so banged up. And I think the Packers' offense is pretty good, so I'm go- I'm going Packers. As much as I I kind of wanted to go upset City, I just can't. I don't trust I don't trust that banged up 49ers team. Next, we got Seahawks at Bills. Russell Wilson, he's been balling this year. He's probably going to win MVP. The Bills have come down to earth a little bit, but you know they're still a good team. They beat the Patriots last week. Um, the listeners obviously went Seahawks. I'm going chalk on this one too. I got to go Seahawks, Danny. Yeah, I got to go Seahawks. As as much as I want to continue to circle the wagons, this isn't the week to circle the wagons. Justin, you staying with your guy? In Buffalo, the Seahawks' defense stinks. Josh Allen has feasted off of bad defenses this year. Seahawks have to travel across the country. That's always a thing that people like to talk about. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Upset City continues. Man, that was convincing. I kind of want to go to the Bills now, but I won't. I won't. Um, but if I heard that speech before, I would have went to the Bills. I really would have. Um, all right, next we got Ravens at Colts. The listeners went Ravens. The Ravens people are starting to, you know, temper uh, down on them. I think it's like, hey, they lost to the Steelers who are undefeated and the Chiefs, who people still think are like the best team in the NFL. But the Colts are pretty good too. 
Danny, who do you got in this game? I haven't gone. I, uh, give me the Colts. Uh, I, I'm right now. I'm feeling the Colts train. I feel like they can beat the Ravens this week. I want to go Colts. I, I'm, a, I'm a Colts guy. I believe in the Colts. I like the Colts. But the Ravens are just a better football team. I mean, they've got the guys on defense. Lamar Jackson, I get that there there is a real question about Lamar Jackson, but he's not a bad quarterback. Like, people are, you know how it is. It's like, I, I say we should rookie move year, you st- like rookie year, you it's whatever. Your second year, you go off, everyone loves you. And then your third year, it's like, it's not as good. And like, are we sure this guy is even a good football player? So I'm going Ravens. The Ravens are the better team to me. Justin? Upset City is going to continue for a third, for a third pick. Give me the home team. And I mean, really what I've been doing is I'm, I've, I've been just picking the home teams. Give me the Indianapolis Colts. Lamar Jackson has been regressing as a thrower. The running ability is still there. And that is what still makes him pretty much a top 10 quarterback right now. You could still make the argument and t- Lamar Jackson's still playing at a top 10 level because you have to look at the entire body of work in terms of what he's doing for his football team. And what he's doing for his football team and the entire body of work is pretty good. But throwing the ball, he has taken some steps back. The EPA and the total production that he has had is a lot, lot lower. It's actually in the bottom half of the National Football League this year. So, given the Colts, Phillip Rivers has been actually really kind of sneaky good. Uh, they have some. He's been utilizing some nice weapons over there. They have a uh, Himes is is being an incredible athlete, making plays, and of course they have John uh, J, J Taylor over there too. So, give me the Colts. All right, next game. Bears at Titans. I'm I'm on the Bears train. I think I'm just gonna ride the Bears this year. I'm going Bears. Justin. This is tough. This is tough. Remember um, that it's called quick picks. I know. Quick picks, Titans. You can give a little bit of an explanation, but not like a their second down conversion rate. Let me Sorry. let me spread I'll, my wings and fly. I love give- it. I would I would I would rather spend an hour, but I'm just I'm looking at the clock right now. That's the issue. I'm going to give a quick history of the Tennessee Titans. No, uh, give me the <laughs> Titans. All right, well, now we got the Raiders at the Chargers. I'm in a similar boat. I'm riding the Raiders. I believe in the Raiders. Um, for the Chargers, Herbert has been really good. They just have – I mean, they've just been choking games away every week. It's kind of funny. Um, but I'm going Raiders. I believe in Raider Nation. I believe in John Gruden. Um, I think they've got a pretty solid team over there. So I'm going, I'm going Raiders. Danny? Justin Herbert was my guy last year until he decided to be a good person and return to school to finish his degree. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers. School's for chumps. Exactly. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders. They're putting together a little bit of a good season. It'll continue against a team that has not found a way to win football games in the end of games. All right, now we got a game. I like the Giants. Of two quarterbacks who wear the jersey number one. We oh. got Tua... At the Cardinals, the Dolphins were obviously really good last week, but they didn't really need Tua. He only had 92 passing yards. Listeners went Cardinals. Justin, who are you going? Tough to replicate the special teams and incredible defensive performances that we saw two weeks in a row because basically almost all touchdowns, all 28 points that the Dolphins scored against the Rams came from non-offensive drives. Give me the Cardinals. I'm going I've, Dolphins. I believe in ooh, the Dolphins. Ooh. I, I just I just do. Um, and I'm not totally sold on the Cardinals. I mean, they're definitely good and an improved team, and I like what they're doing, but I'm not just I'm not solely sold on the Cardinals right now. So I'm going Dolphins. I kind I just kind of feel they're gonna win this game. I know they have to, you know, go across the country, but I feel like Tua's Tua's gonna have a nice little second second game of his career. So I'm going Dolphins. Danny. 
I really believed in the Cardinals coming into this season. I believe that they made some great acquisitions. Well, mainly the DeAndre Hopkins. I thought that was going to take them to the next level. And it so far, has, it has. And so Kyler Murray's look good. So give me the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to keep riding with them, even though I did not pick them during that amazing Sunday night game they had against the Seahawks the one week. I just think Flores is going to have something for for uh, for Kingsbury. I, 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 mean, I mean, look what he did to Sean McVay and Jared Goff. He shut them down. Yeah, dominated them. All right, now we got the Saints at Bucks, which may end up being game of the week. I rematched from that week one game. Antonio Brown, his first game as a Tampa Bay Buck, um, coming off of a, a game on Monday Night Football where they should have lost, where they should have lost. Saints coming off a nice win against the Bears. The listeners went Bucks. I'm going Saints. I just mm. feel like the Saints are just going to pull this game out somehow. I probably would pick, like, if, if it's like which team goes further, I'd probably say Tampa. But I just feel like the Saints are like, it's kind of like a, hey, don't forget about us. Like, don't forget a, that we were the team that beat them and beat them handily in week one. They can have all the, the noise around them. But don't who, forget who the kings of the NFC South are. So I'm going Saints. Justin? Saints are probably watching whatever Patrick Graham did to pretty much shut down the Tom Brady-led offense. Now, they were pretty dependent on running the ball, especially on first down. Kind of seemed like the Bucks were playing a little conservative against the Giants. So I expect them to play a lot more aggressive. Tom Brady is pissed that he threw some pick sixes to start the season. He's going to go out and beat Drew Brees. Give me the Bucks. Question for you guys. Does Antonio Brown finish the season on the Bucks? Yes. Keep, keep taking into account he has that uh, allegations against oh, him. That's, still that's the only reason that makes me think is because they did say if that comes back and he's guilty, they'll move on from him. But because... The courts are still actually moving really slow because of COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say he ends up staying on the uh, on there. I I will. So I, I'm going there. J- Danny, who do you got? Uh, uh, Bucks. Bucks. All right, Monday Night Football. This is the game me and Danny were smiling at because we know what you're gonna do, Justin. We know what you're gonna do. The listeners went Patriots. I know this is a fun game to pick an episode on Monday Night Football, but the Patriots are just a better team, and I mean, and the Jets are so. So bad. I mean, they are they are horrible. Like they're brutal. Um, so I'm I'm mean, I'm going the Patriots. Danny, who's your pick before we we send it to Justin? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going Patriots. When I saw this was the Monday night game this week, I was like, man, ESPN's getting screwed on Monday night games recently. No, no they're not. Yeah, it made me remind me of the Sam Darnold seeing Ghost game, and it's like, it was, oh, that, that that was an amazing game. Hopefully, they have another moment like that, please, for my entertainment. The New York Jets. In the first half of football games, the last two weeks, have played their opponents somewhat well. It's been the second half that has killed them. They have not done a very good job scoring touchdowns. They have done a very good job kicking field goals. That changes this week. Sam Darnold and a non-Adam Gase play-calling Jets are going to upset the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football and will get their first win and only win of the season. I mean, I want them to win because don't we want Trevor Lawrence? Stop. I had the drop. I had the. Drop I know in. we're not doing this whole in. QB thing. Like we're waiting till after the season. I will say, man, that Zach Wilson kid from BYU. Like yeah. every time I see his highlights, they're better than anybody's highlights. Like better than Fields, better than Lawrence. And it's like it just it just reminds you of Mahomes. Um, I'm not gonna go Ooh. any further than that. I just I'll just say, yep, Wilson like. 
those highlights are like, oh my gosh. Now we're not gonna. Ju- I'm not gonna judge a guy off highlights. That's why we wait till the end of the year. But I, they they're nuts. I gotta um, watch a BYU game this week. Speaking of highlights, Giants are gonna score 11 touchdowns this week, and they're gonna win 77 to zero. Danny, what's your prediction for this week? Uh, I said back on the Rams game. I said. What I say, I said, quote, this is the most pivotal part of the New York Giants schedule. They needed to win these divisional games. They've won one out of the ones they've played. I'm going to say the Giants win. That's with a lot of hesitancy right now after what Jones pulled on Monday night. This is a game he can bounce back because it's the Washington football team. But I got my reserves right now because Washington doesn't look half bad for NFC East standards. Stop. So give me the give me the Giants. It's NFC East standards. NFC East standards. Give me the Giants. I don't know what. We'll go twenty four to twenty. Justin, the New York Football Giants are going to win the next three games, and it starts on Sunday against the Washington Football Club. Vegas has them as two and a half underdogs, so I'm going to take that. And I'm saying that they're going to win big. 27-17, to 17, New York Football Giants. I love it. I love it. Um, we're back. We are back, baby. Uh, I appreciate you guys. We'll be back Monday. And it's good. we're going to be playing a sweet victory. And I know people are like, oh, we only beat Washington. Let us. We're going to, we're going to win. We're going to enjoy it. Um, appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Monday, like I said. Wait, did you say 77 nothing? I did. I said 11 touchdowns. Giants oh. 77. All right, good. Okay. Washington zero. Okay. You already know. My Tampa one blew up. It was probably the most one of those tweets blew up. I think it was just because it had like the Tom Brady hate in there. Yeah. That's actually something I want to clean up. JPP coming for your next. He didn't do anything. His best play was a hustle play down the field. JPP didn't do a damn thing. And honestly, he looked a little lazy out there. I love Mm. JPP. But the whole coming for your next thing, you didn't do anything, dude. You didn't do any Your best plays were up against Shane Lemieux, a rookie guard. Those were his best pass reps were against Shane Lemieux, a rookie guard. Coming for your next. You didn't come for nothing, bro. Um, I love you, JPP. I really do. People actually got mad at that. I just did the whole, like, firecracker joke. Like, I thought that was I thought that was a harmless joke, and people didn't like that. I don't know. People are just on edge. I'm, glad, I'm honestly so glad all this election stuff's over so people can get off it. If you don't want to get made fun of for not having, then don't have a firecracker blow up in your hand. Simple as that. If someone did that to me, I would find that joke funny. You know? Like, if, if I was friends with Jason Pierre Paul, I would make that joke regularly. Like, my brother, he was working on a truck and uh, he was working on a gas tank and a spark flew and his whole arm literally caught on fire. Like, bad. Like, had like, like really bad burns. They almost had to do skin grafts. And to this day, I'll be like, hey, remember that time you caught on fire? And be like, whenever we're around fire, be like, oh, Jay, like, watch out, Jamie. Uh, like, I feel like that's what friends do. And I, I look at JPP as a friend. All right, appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, let's go big blue.